0: Welcome to No Challenges Remaining on Day 12 of the French Open. I'm Ben Rothenberg, joined by a woman who is synonymous with Greek media at the French Open, usually for most players. They'll say, okay, we'll do questions in English and then questions in national language. For the two semifinalists from Greece at this tournament, we get questions in English and then Vicky. Questions for Vicky is synonymous with the Greek media. Vicky Giorgatu, thank you for being on here once again on NCR.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: What has this tournament been like for you? It's obviously the first time they were ever together, Stefano Tsitsipas and Maria Sakkari in a quarterfinal and now a semifinal. Obviously, we, just today we saw uh, Sakkari played a very, very tight semi-final, fell just short, had, had one match point, saved a bunch more match points before losing 9-7 in the third. But before we get into that match specifically, I'm just wondering what has this whole first uh, 12 days of the tournament been like for you?
1: They have been crazy. You yeah. cannot imagine. You cannot imagine. No sleep. <laughs> I don't know. I don't eat. <laughs> it's, you know, I always work a lot during tournaments. I think you you know that, that mm-hmm. I'm a hard worker. <laughs> But this time it was crazy, just crazy, but happy. You know, I, I felt really happy about it.
0: How, how much of that is because of the results improving and how much is because the interest in both of them is, is growing over the years?
1: Uh, mostly because of the of the interest, you know, hmm. people and especially this tournament is the only Grand Slam that is broadcasted by public, public TV, public channel. Hmm. so everybody's watching tennis these days you know so the numbers are going up for websites uh, newspapers everything so the interest the interest is very big so yeah that's why they want more from you you know
0: yeah and hopefully you've been able to give them more because you have been on site in uh, in Paris at, at Roland yeah. Garros one of the few reporters who's made the trip there this year uh how's it mm-hmm. been how's it how's it how much do you feel like you've been able to get you know, an advantage from being on site?
1: Look, things are different compared to previous years. You know, you know that we don't yeah. have access. The press conference are, are done virtually. So we have the same. <laughs> I yeah. mean, what, what you get, I get. Uh, and we don't see coaches that much, you know, but I managed to get to practice and, uh, mm-hmm. And when you get to practice, you can talk to the players if they want to. You can uh, talk to the coaches. But, you know, just being there is different, I think. You know, you get all the atmosphere. It's different. I I mean, the funny thing is that uh, just maybe five or six days before the tournament i was thinking of it i had second thoughts and i was saying Mm. oh should i go i mean i can do it from home it will be the same and i almost you know i was and i was thinking of it now and i said my god if i had made that decision i would just kill myself you know
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's turned out to be a really really historic event for greece what has been the reaction to to this tournament in greece
1: as i said before people are watching it very closely yeah. this time and i can tell you for sure because uh, you know uh during each match either maria's or uh, pass, i do a live blog yeah so i get comments from uh, the readers and especially today it was absolutely crazy everybody's mm. watching but That's also a bad thing sometimes because we get that now a lot of football fans and you don't, you know (laughs) what that means. So sometimes I prefer it like it was before, you know.
0: (laughs) I know what that means, but can you explain to listeners maybe what it means to have the football fans in the live blog?
1: Yeah. First of all, uh, they never watch tennis, so they don't know much about it. Mm -hmm. and uh, suddenly they learn uh, about tennis and they have they say oh what she's doing her backhand her forehand and they don't have they have no idea and uh, when they lose you know the reactions are much different than a tennis fan let's say you know
0: no I think we even learned that with the whole Naomi Osaka story before the tournament like people who aren't in tennis wait, can very quickly weigh in with very confident opinions about how things should work in the yeah. sport and how and all these sorts of things what yeah. you
1: said a confident opinion exactly that confident yeah. opinion
0: confident yeah. not necessarily informed but but confident so, yeah 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 so there you go let's talk about maria first maria had never made it to a semi-final of a grand slam before never made a quarterfinal before mm-hmm. and we had her on the show a couple couple days ago people know for episode 300 for her Spartanness. she had a, you know, played, a, well, I think it was going to be a very close match against Mertens in the third round. but it was, we circled before the draw, like this would be a very, very even match. And it was, and then she backs that up and moves forward another round. And then, and then beats, uh, beats Kennen in the, in the next round very easily. And then beats Iga Swiatek who was the big favorite to win the tournament in the round after that. What do you, what do you make of her tournament coming up to this point? What did you see in her game? Maybe that was letting her have this, uh, this best ever result. Cause she, could the draw kind of fell apart a little bit, but her draw was very tough the whole way. She didn't get any openings in her draw.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly what you said. I think uh, I've never seen her play that well, especially against Mertens. I was impressed, and the match was high qual, uh, high, yeah. high quality match. you remember? Uh, but it, I think she's she's been playing the best tennis uh, of her life, so that's why she made it to the final. To the semi-final. Sorry, I wish she made it <laughs> to the yeah. to the final. I think she's a very she's more relaxed now, and at the same time she's more confident.
0: Hmm.
1: But also there are some things in her game. I mean, I saw that her her backhand is uh, more consistent now. Uh, she's been <clears throat> attacking. I mean, she's uh, confident with her shots, and she's uh she's going for her shots. So she's not playing defensive you know you know what i mean but Mm -hmm. i think that uh, mostly it was a mental thing thing
0: Hmm. where do you where do you think from knowing her knowing her team where do you think the positive mentality is is coming from for her
1: uh from your team yeah i mean uh, uh, i went to almost uh, all her practices when it when she was practicing in at roland garros and not uh, in other tennis uh, courts i was there and I mean, they are so, the the atmosphere is so relaxed. They look like, they're like three friends. I mean, it, it's Maria, Tom, and her hitting partner, uh, Yanis Teriu. Mm-hmm. And it's it looks like they're just having fun, you know. You couldn't tell that they're uh, preparing for a Grand Slam or maybe today they were, I mean, it was uh, two hours before a semi-final. Yeah. They seem so relaxed. I mean, it's because... She talked about it, or Tom talked about it, uh, that they are in the same age, you know, They're like yeah. 26, 25, 26. So the, the, I think that's uh, the key to her yeah. <clears throat> mentality.
0: We talked about that. Yeah, we talked about Tom on, when she was on the show and she was saying she wants to, him to be her coach for the rest of her, her career, you know, and just feeling like he's a brother and yeah, close in age and not sort of this sort of, it's different because usually I think people, especially since there are a lot of actual dads on tour who are coaches and lots of older men who are coaches too who aren't related by blood you know often there's this very paternal relationship with coaches on tour maybe especially the women's tour and this is a very different dynamic and i think maybe that's something that keeps her her more relaxed yeah definitely
1: yeah and i'm saying the same thing i mean i i really want her to work with with him forever but i don't i don't want them to part ways you know i like them very much together and today I don't I don't know if you saw her because I didn't I didn't see her they told me afterwards that she was saying tell me something, tell me something to Tom. Did hmm. you see that during the during match? the match? Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Well it's tough to find things to say about this match a lot of times. You know, nine seven in the third, Sak- served for the match at five three and four. Five four, okay, okay yes. And yeah. and yeah, and she had a match point at five three, is that right? Is that what I'm yes. getting mixed up? Yes, a match no, point at uh, five. Yes. Yes, right. match point on Krejcikova's on... serve sure, at yeah, five yeah. three, right? Okay, mm-hmm. that's what it was. Okay, so you were in the stadium, I'm guessing for this for this mm-hmm. match in Shatere. Yeah. What was what was what was that whole describe the whole match? You know, not in too much detail necessarily, but like what it was like being in there for this match, and also the crowd and everything. It seemed like one of the bigger crowds we've had so far. Yeah, and the,
1: and the crowd was uh, supporting her. I mean, obviously, maybe ninety percent of the the crowd was uh, rooting for her. Hmm. Uh, but you know. She got really, she she said that in, during the press conference too, that she got a, a lot of, she, she was stressed, you know, she got a lot, of, got tight. I don't know <laughs> what to say. I mean, it wasn't her best performance, I think, from the beginning. Yeah. Uh she was stressed during the whole match for me. Not only when she was uh, serving for the uh, for the match, yeah. or when she had the. She she also told me that when she had the match points, she said it in English too. But she told me that thinking about it right now, she remembers that she she had so many things in her mind just before mm. that that point. She was thinking, thinking too much, you know.
0: Yeah, no, and I can imagine, and and. Also, the kind of opponent she was playing in in Krejcikova, who was is so good, I think, at making opponents look bad sometimes, or or just mm-hmm. the way that she plays, she has this very sort of subtle game. She changes pace a lot. There's oftentimes not a lot of power, and especially and and even on the match points that she had for her for Krejcikova's match points later in that set, and she had I think four or five in the end, where she would really make Sakari generate all the pace would give her these very dead balls and you you could tell she was giving Sakari so much time to think about the shot and overthink yeah, about yeah, the shot and then right. Maria actually kept her focus really well in a lot of those points I was impressed by because you could you could see if you if you were paying attention you know it was clear there was a lot of intent behind what Kra was doing and and make really making it tricky for her and, and we saw the way that she beat obviously good players on the way here she also did not have an easy draw Svitolina, Sloan Stevens. Coca golf uh, all beaten in comfortable straight sets really so yeah. yeah
1: she's she's been playing good and she I think she's a player that makes you feel uncomfortable that's it I yeah. mean and I, I saw that in Maria but uh, going back to the match when you said the atmosphere was great I mean uh, uh, yeah I couldn't enjoy that enjoy it that much because I was doing the live blog and it was crazy I'm telling you it was crazy I couldn't even watch the match at some points because mm-hmm. of the the comments and everything. But it was a great atmosphere and people really enjoyed. I think it was a, it wasn't a very high quality match, but, uh, you know, it was very exciting, I would say. And, it's very
0: uh, tense. And you can yeah, tell, this, and I don't think it was, I don't think it was really, I don't think it was bad. But no, know no, it there wasn't were, bad. I, yeah, no, I don't think it was bad. I think I saw some people saying, oh, you know, there's a lot of errors or whatever. But I do think a lot of times it was because of them trying to do too much or. Or just, you know, it was, I think it was a scratchy match, but a match that had a lot of sort of chess elements to it. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. thinking in this match. As well. also, yeah. at least I found it satisfying. Actually, I like this match more than the the first semifinal, which also happened. And I'm cur- curious to mention that match briefly. We don't have to get into that one too much. Pavlyuchenkova beat uh, Tamara Dancik in the first match. And I'm just wondering from that, just knowing who these four players were left in the, in the draw, how much do you think that affected... Maria, because she suddenly, after beating Sviantek, was suddenly the oddsmaker favorite to win this tournament, and was suddenly the high seed left. After ne- it's all new to everybody there, but she was the one to sign that. And I'm wondering how much you think. I don't know if you asked her about this, but like how much. I uh, actually, yeah, actually how much that affected her.
1: Actually, was my first. Actually, was my first question. Okay. Uh, if the fact that she was the higher ranked uh, player and uh, probably the favorite, if it if it uh, affected her in any way. And she said, the no, because I don't think I was the favorite. That's, that's what she said. Mm. She said that um, it was just she was nervous, you know, because it was uh, her first time or anything, but she wasn't thinking of that, no. no.
0: She, I mean, mm. she wasn't a big favorite. I mean, like, it yeah. wasn't like she was overwhelmed. not like Svantec was a much bigger favorite to win the mm-hmm. tournament than Sakharin was, even after there were only four players left. Because, yeah, because we know that, or as Ozmakers know, and I think it's kind of common sense that we just have never seen Maria or any of these players in this situation so we don't know how they're how they're going to respond. Yeah. I was I was happy to see obviously she talked about, you know, being disappointed not to be in the final and and her actually made rookie mistakes and things like that she said in English in her press afterwards, but I I did I was happy to see that she didn't seem too too crushed by this and was able to see positives of this of this tough match. Uh what do you what do you make of how she's going to move forward from this this tournament onto the rest of the season?
1: I agree with you. She wasn't okay, she was uh... Sad, of course, but uh, she wasn't like devastated or anything. She seemed okay. No. She smiled, and uh, then I asked her about Stefanos and uh, she said some nice words again about him. Uh, she seemed okay. I think, uh, I think this will help her for that. I mean, what not what happened today, but the, her run here will help her. I think she has good chances on grass too.
0: Yeah, she's been good on grass I, before. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, she's good on every surface. I think. And she has been playing well. I mean, if you, okay, in, during the straight, she lost in the first round of the Australian Open, but I think it was because of the quarantine, you know, when yeah. she lost to Mladenovic. And then her clay court season wasn't very good, okay. But besides that, she she had a good run. I mean, she went well to the
0: rest, in the rest of it. Miami Champions. was great for her. Miami was yeah. great. She beat the, ended the Osaka streak, Yeah,
1: yeah. And I think in the race, she's like seven, number seven or something.
0: Hmm. That's what's crazy about this, too, this run as we look into live rankings. And she's not going to move up. Even from from making the semifinal, she's not going to move up. I mean, she's at 18 now. She could move to 17, except for whoever wins the tournament is going to pass yeah. her and knock her back down to 18. So it's <laughs> yeah. it's just funny looking at it. It's like oh, you make a semi, first semi, final. You don't even even move up one spot. So it's just yeah, good to hear that she's at least seven in the in the race. That feels appropriate yeah. for her. Her skills. You mentioned Stefanos. I'm going to segue to him by asking: Do you think there's any chance Maria sticks around Paris to watch the semifinals? Mm, with I don't think no? so. No. no? Usually
1: okay. she leaves immediately when yeah. she Most loses. Most players do. Most
0: players yeah. do. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Okay, so Stefanos. Stefanos uh, is into a third straight Slam semifinal. He's mm-hmm. on a, on a pretty good streak here. Never hasn't won a Slam semifinal yet, but he's made this is his fourth one now. What do you what do you make of his tournament? I mean, this is obviously much less of a surprise. I think a lot of people expected it, although the win over Medvedev, who he was 1-6 against in his career, has to feel very good for him, I'm sure. Mm-hmm.
1: What I liked uh, about Stefanos uh, this year is that, you know, he came into the tournament uh, as a favorite on the bottom side of uh, yeah. the draw. And especially when uh, team lost, everybody was saying, uh, oh, Stefanos will make it to the semi, will make it to the final. And he didn't seem... he. He didn't listen to anything. You know, he just went there. He did his job and he's been playing very well. I mean, for me, the key moment was the, the match against the Isner. Mm. Because I yeah. think he handled it great.
0: Yeah. That was a tough match. That's a very tough match. Lost the yeah. first set. Yeah. And then yeah. And it was very good. And the rain started coming. And I think that probably uh-huh. helped him in the match. because I think it slowed down Isner a bit. But he was, he was very good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And against Medvedev, of course, he was uh, he played very good. I yeah. think uh, I think he will make it to the final. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm confident. I'm confident. Okay.
0: I mean, yeah, he's six and two against Zverev. I mean, he has reasons for confidence. I think he's playing better. I think Zverev has had a very easy road to the semifinals. Exactly. Hasn't really played anybody. I mean, the only real recognizable name he's played is Nishikori, who hasn't been playing that well. Uh, but mm-hmm. all unseeded players with the first seed. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to see how he how he handles it. What have you seen? You talked about sort of soccer's mindset. What do you think of of Stefano's sort of mindset and what you've seen from him and his uh his team in Paris? This uh, I
1: think he's very very focused. Mm. And I don't know if you've seen if you've seen his press conferences. He seems very I don't know how to say serious, you know. Yeah, he's been he more serious smiles. than
0: usual. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And yeah. Oh. during practice, it's the same. It's the same thing. Hmm. So he seems really focused. I think he's not looking at social media at all these days. Yeah. So he's concentrated. Uh, yeah, I think I think he will make it to the final. Like, look, Severis is playing fine. He's very good. I mean, he played well in Madrid. He has been playing well here. But I think that overall, Stefanos is a better player than him. Yeah. Generally, but especially, well, not especially, but on clay too. Yeah. He's a better player. And Zverev hasn't, you know, that like he hasn't ever, ever beaten a player, a top 10 player at Grand Slams. That's you know? true. You know that. That's true. Yeah. yeah.
0: No, that's definitely true. He didn't, and that US Open run was, was a mess. But
1: No. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I'm curious, you mentioned the popularity of of tennis currently in Greece or at least interested in it. What about Stephanos specifically? Because I feel like Stephanos is such an interesting sort of character, not a typical sort of athlete, yeah. you know, who who soccer fans might know how to how to react to. Do you think how do you think the Greek people sort of understand the Greek wider public, not just tennis fans, but how do they do you think they understand Stefanos? Does he confuse them? Does he do they appreciate his his unusual personality? Or how do you how do you, how do you mm. what do you, do you how do you how do you think of that?
1: Where well, this is a tough question because, you know, there are some ups and downs with Stefanos and the mm-hmm. Greek fans, let's say. Okay. Sometimes, you know, some of his uh, tweets uh, are misunderstood, let's say. Okay. And they don't like the tweets. Some people think that he's like, you know, a spoiled child and something like that, that he has the money and he, you know, he lives in Monte Carlo, who cares about him? He doesn't care about us, you know, Mm. it's like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, the wider, let's say population of Greece is like that, they're not watching him, so they don't know. But now that he's been playing very well, now that he, he won Monte Carlo, and he's number 1 in the race i think yeah. that the atmosphere has changed a little bit and most of the people are supporting him they yeah. forgot about what happened i don't know if you know what happened uh, in new year's eve he was in dubai for you know pre-season okay but there were pictures of him uh, in a bar restaurant in new year new year's eve yeah and uh, along with some other greek celebrities let's say Okay. So, but Stephanos was there for the preseason, okay? And people that saw the pictures of him uh, in Dubai were saying, oh, we're in quarantine and he went there to party. They said that they, they thought that he went there just to party, you know? Yeah. So again, they started attacking him uh, because yeah. of that.
0: Yeah, no, I think I did see a little bit of that, of that controversy there. I, yeah. I'm curious. So, like, how much, in terms of like celebrity, like, how much are are Stephanos and Maria, like, I don't know, in like the tabloids are getting, you know, paparazzi in Greece or like, you know, scrutiny of their dating lives or whatever for both of them now. Is it still, are they that sort of level of, of celebrities in Greece now?
1: Yeah, they're very, very popular, but, you know, yeah. because especially Stefanos doesn't live in uh, in Athens, doesn't come very often. Yeah. So they're not, when he, when he came once with, I think uh, recently with his girlfriend, I don't remember when it was, I mean before the season started of course mm-hmm. there were photos of him you know they follow him uh, All like everybody recognizes him he's I mean you can't miss him <laughs> I mean right, his with appearance hair and everything you know, yeah. yeah and uh, he's very popular m- much more popular than uh, Maria but Maria mm-hmm. is especially now I think I told you that because of public tv and everything everybody now knows them after what happened here you yeah. know but they're very popular. For I think that the Titipas is the most popular athlete, along with the you know Adetokubo, the Dokubo, the Greek freak, yeah. of course. You know him.
0: Yeah, of the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they are the most uh, popular athletes uh, in Greece right That's now. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm.
0: That's pretty good. I guess the question is, I I, I tweeted sort of a trivia thing, of a photo of of Despina Papa uh-huh. um, uh who is the sort of who I tweeted it's like anyone know what the sort of interesting thing about this player is and it was that she is the highest ranked greek player not in the semifinals and you know she's not someone who is at all at all famous she's see. like she's ranked like 270 or something roughly now 250 i don't know exactly what it is this week but yeah. it's in a situation where you could sort of say like oh what's you know what's working well in greek tennis they have two players in the semifinals but also there's they're the only two players in the top 250 of of either of their of the WTA or ATP, so I, I'm curious how you how you uh, explain to people who ask like what is what is this sort or of a secret at this moment to having these these two great players at once? Is there an answer? Or is it a coincidence? Or, or what do you think it what do you think it is? Uh,
1: I think it's um, not a coincidence. It's but it's luck helped a lot. You know, not only luck, like you know they had parents. They have parents. Yeah, that, both their parents were
0: pro players. Yeah, both their moms. Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. So they decided to invest in that, you know, uh, to to try to give their kids a chance. I, I mean, the, I'm sure that there are some other good players in Greece, but they didn't have the chance to travel, to go to um, an academy or something, mm-hmm. you know. But these, these two had, I mean, Maria had uh, her mother who obviously saw something in her. And mm-hmm. her father that wanted to help her a lot because I know that her father said, if we want to do the right thing, if she wants to play tennis, we have to go somewhere abroad. We have to leave uh, Greece. She has to find a coach. So he wanted to do it seriously, you know, to help his daughter. And Stephanos, of course, his father uh, took him from a, very, from a very young age and traveled with him and with a lot of sacrifices, you know. So I think it was mostly it's, it's luck and because of their parents. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think that there are many parents in Greece willing to tell their kids, okay, dump school, let's go and travel and play. Because yeah. Stefanos finished school online, okay? He didn't, he didn't go to a normal school, let's say. Right. He finished an online uh, school in, U- in the USA, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. I don't think that there are many parents, like especially in Greece, they yeah. want them to go to university. Probably it's everywhere like that. But in Greece, it's like this university, you know? Yeah.
0: yeah. No, so I agree with maybe it's that. just yeah. luck. Yeah. No, so maybe. many, I mean, so much of, of becoming a professional tennis player is having a parent who, you know, agree, uh, commits to this sort of project yes. and mm-hmm. this dream and this priority in your life as a kid and is willing to make all the sacrifices with that. And then even then, obviously, still, it's a very small percentage of people who even make that choice who become professionals, um, or, yeah. you know, m- money-making professionals, at least. Um, but the, Sip- the last sort of thing, I think, Siftapazes, obviously, are not just Stefanos. Now people are, are learning more. There's the three other siblings are all playing. Petros got some attention earlier this year when he got a wild card
1: mm-hmm. into
0: one of the 250s in France. Uh, and I'm curious what the conversation is about about that. And, and he has, he made a, a sort of bio on one of his social medias. They called him the wild card yeah. king, which I appreciated they could sort of make fun of it, but what do you, uh, what do you make of of, of Petros and Pavlos and the Elisaveta and the other other rest of the Tsipas clan who's coming up? Because it has it cannot be easy for them, I think, being in in Stephanos's yeah,
1: shadow. It's very I, hard. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, his father was telling me that the girl is uh, is talented, you know, hmm. but she's not very committed. Yeah. She's in the Mur- Murato Academy. And Pavlos is there too. Pavlos, yeah. I think, will move to Greece. He told me okay. he will leave France and he will start playing in Greece. Petros, you know, he has been playing in some uh, tournaments. But about, I want to say something about the wild card. I think it was yeah. unfair. Everything said about him, I because agree. you know, he's from Greece. We don't have any tournaments. I mean, he has to. Stefanos, I think it's normal for Stefanos to be helping him, you know?
0: Completely. If if you have a problem with this, you have not spent very much time around tennis also. Exactly. Because the top players get all sorts of perks all the time. And giving a wild card at a tournament to the brother of the top seed has happened before. I mean, Djokovic has had this with, I think, two, yeah. two of his brothers have gotten wild cards into uh-huh. tournaments based on that. And also yeah he said there's no tournaments in Greece and also it's a tournament in France where they have so many 250s in France it's not like it's taking some you know important opportunity away from some other French person just because they're French and yeah Petros has is, is lived in or been at Mortoglu I think also sometimes too so it's like uh it's, he's sort of a local also so yeah so all of it uh yeah I, I defend it and I like I've met Petros a couple of times during ATP Cup when I was in in Brisbane and I enjoyed him there and I like when he he's shows nice up on the, on the vlogs too yeah yeah so, and I think it's also interesting. One of the differences between I noticed this too when I saw Moritz's team, who was uh, Dominic team's younger brother, who, who recently uh-huh. stopped playing tennis. One of the biggest differences between Dominic and Moritz, and also Stefanos and Petros, is the little brothers are much shorter. I think that's yeah. also like one of the things too. Like both of their of their siblings, Moritz is a fairly short guy, and Petros is not like super short, but he's much shorter than Stefanos. Yeah, and so I think that's something that's you know stacked against them too in terms of physical advantages or whatever that maybe people don't give credit to how much genetic help Stefanos had in the in that department. Yeah,
1: but Petros is trying, you know, he's trying,
0: and they won some doubles matches together in Monte Carlo. Yeah, Yeah, so or at least one, one big one. So that was and very long hug at the end of the match. Yeah,
1: (laughs) that was nice. (laughs) That was
0: nice. It never like it was. That was funny. Uh, well, thank you very much, Vicky. Any any other hopes for this term? Obviously, I know you say you're confident about this Vera match. What do you think it'll mean mm-hmm. to Greece if if Stefanos does win does win that match against the final? What do you think the atmosphere will be like for a, a Greek in a Grand Slam final? That's it's, going to be pretty good, I would think.
1: I think that people will go crazy if they see him in a final. I mean, yeah. uh, they will love it, uh, and I think that. Uh, it will help me as well. You know, it, it has already helped me because now that uh, they they want they they want that much here, they tell me you have to go to Wimbledon. You know, and I was thinking yeah. I had again second thoughts about Wimbledon, but I, people are are going crazy about them. It's now tennis is very very popular in Greece, very popular, and you can see that all the websites, the sports websites, uh, have section tennis section. They used to have it you know, among all the other sports, like other sports and tennis was there. Now they have a separate section, tennis. And it's always on the front page, on the top articles. I mean, that everything has changed now, especially with this tournament, because I repeat about the public TV, it's very, very important because it's it's in the houses of all the people, you know?
0: Yeah. No, people, I think, underestimate, tennis fans underestimate how important that is for growing the sport and for
1: making Mm -hmm.
0: players popular to have it be easily visible, you know, we have weird yes. streaming situations for this tournament in the U.S., and it makes it tough to, for it to grow mm-hmm. in popularity. But it's good that you're having this moment in Greece, and I hope that you're profiting from this in all sorts of ways, and that you're now yeah, the I most, see. you know, popular woman in Greece because you are the third most behind <laughs> Stephanos it. and behind Stephanos and Vic and uh and Maria, Maria. can be can be Vicky. Yeah,
1: I think I've, I gave I've given about ten interviews. Yeah, <laughs> these last couple of days. Yeah.
0: Hi. <laughs> Well, well, thank you for giving the time to us here, Vicky. I really appreciate (laughs) it. Thank you very
1: much. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thank
0: you. Have a good time with the rest of your time in Paris and hopefully see you at Wimbledon, maybe.
1: Oh, I hope to see you, yeah. Thank you very much.
0: Bye. So thank you very much to Vicky Giragatu for being on the show during this high watermark time for the Aegean Sea of tennis that is Greek tennis. And we'll watch Stefanos Tsitsipas in a semifinal tomorrow, also the big semifinal tomorrow, Djokovic versus Adal. Their 58th meeting, we'll have coverage of that as well thank you so much for supporting ncr all of you who have done so during the french open and before and who might do it after if you want to support ncr the best way to do that is on our patreon page patreon.com slash no challenges remaining there's also a patreon app where you can find us and where you can get all of our exclusive patreon content delivered directly to you with push notifications and stuff and we also send out emails and whatever else and there's a, a special rss feed you get for our patreon only podcast episodes when you subscribe to the patreon so if you want to do that patreon.com slash no challenge remaining or search no challenges remaining patreon and we want to thank our slam champ backers on the patreon we thank every episode Susanna w sean mulroy mary carillo leah williams liz kennel jonathan weinbaum jean simeon james hindle audrey wellens antonio Maycumber, anna valinder timothy lou and ashley keel and then our goat backers mike nicole copeland pam shriver and j o d gali to all of you and we'll see you after the men's semis Hi folks. First off, she's a lady. This is a lady's world. Man,
1: she drives you crazy. Dancing like a cheeky girl. All eyes on Maria. No lies, she's the bomb. Oh my, they all wanna see her. I wanna be the lucky
0: one.